Westplex 107.1. Hey, soul sister, good morning to you. You know, here I go. Remember, Shelly, we talked about that. I shouldn't do that, right? What, good morning? Yeah, good morning. Remember, we're not supposed to say that. I still think that it's appropriate. I'm sorry. I would still say good morning. You're real. It's like happy holidays and Merry oh. Christmas. I'm a Merry Christmas kind of girl. Hold on. Are you talking to your microphone there? I am. Level's real low. Give me a little talk here. What would you like me to say? Maybe you need to turn up the volume. Uh, I can only turn up so far. Okay. And then it goes in a distortion. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more. Okay. So what I was saying is it's a lot like uh, how happy holidays and, and Merry Christmas. I'm a Merry Christmas kind of girl. You sure you're talking in the microphone, right? Yes, I am. It's not my Nord. It is actually the microphone. Okay. Try it again. I can hear me. Oh, I, I know, but your level's real low on the board here. I mean, like, you're, like, I can't hardly get any, I got the pot wide open, and you're still only at about 50%. Well, isn't there, there, isn't there that little pot that you have on your board that can block me out completely? Uh, that's just the on-off switch. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the mute, <laughs> which I never adhere to. <laughs> it's funny. You sure you don't have anything different? Because I haven't changed anything from yesterday. No, Brad, I don't have anything different. Okay, you're really low. I don't know if let we... Me, let me unplug and plug back in. Okay, why don't you do that? Uh, while you do that, I will... <laughs> what am I going to do here? Uh, da, 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 da. I can hear her plug. <laughs> while she's doing that, I'll tell you, it's going to be a much warmer day than yesterday. 50 degrees for the high. We're already at 34. Um, will we see any sun today? No, doesn't look like it. I don't see any sun. Possibly, maybe this afternoon, late this afternoon, and uh, but other than that, tomorrow is going to be cloudy and 48. So pretty much a carbon copy of today. And then get this: there's snow in the forecast for Sunday and Monday. I'm kind of excited about that. Why? Because it means it's getting closer to the end of the year. I want this year to be over. It's been a tough one. Why? Why do you say that? It just has. Okay. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why your level's so low. Uh, Gazelda says it sounds fine, but uh, I can't. I think is that the name of the witch? No, it's um, Galata. Glenda. Galaga. No, the Wicked Witch. Where's the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, the you know what I'm talking about? You ever seen oh, that in before? The movie Wicked. Uh, is there a movie? Or, no, the play The Wicked. Yeah. No, I, I've never seen it, so I don't know. But Glenda in The Wizard of Oz is the good witch. She's the good witch? Yeah, she's the good witch. Are you sure about I'm that? I'm still not coming through, am I? No, it's just that I, it's just sort of driving me crazy because of the fact that, and this is a technical explanation, if I don't get to a certain level on the board, uh, the processors don't kick in, and then the problem is it sounds like I'm, like, much louder than you. And, and, and you know, in the... You the, are much louder than me, Brad. In the era of uh, sexual equality, uh, you know, you can't have that anymore. You can't have, like, the man sounding like he's big and in charge, and the woman sounding like she's sort of small and demure. You know what I mean? You have Everything has to be equal. But I now. am demure. <laughs> 
Okay. I can't say small with a straight face, but I can say demure. Whatever you say. Uh, you know what? And I got a, and I, and I have a problem here. Man, I got all sorts of problems. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Man, this is going to be, and here I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to have a perfect show today. We're not going to have any technical flaws <laughs> right from the get-go. I got all sorts of crap going on. And that's it's CRAP, not K-R-A-P. Uh, let me do this. The computer's getting funky on me you know the gremlins got in here i think the 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 night dj got in here and messed with things it could have been yeah i, I know that's what it is okay here's what i'm going to do i'm going to go here gonna i'm going to go this i'm going to do this and we're going to go back and in the music i actually for a minute. think that uh um i sound okay well but you don't yeah but there's there's like i said there's an issue and uh it it you know and and i'm the guy that wants to make it right okay I'm not going to. Are you s- sure your ears aren't broken? No, I'm looking at the meter, Shelly. I mean, the, the problem is, I have, oh. normally, I don't have the pot okay. all the way up. I've got the pot all the way up as far as it'll go, and you're only at about 50%. And normally, if I crank the pot up all the way, you're banging into the red. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the whole deal. See, that's, 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 that's technical terms. You know, I mean, like, you can go. Banging some, into the red yeah, bang, is a technical term. Oh, yeah, banging into the red. Matter of fact, you said that, you say that to anybody, you know, on the street, you go, hey, man, uh, you know, uh, Shelly was banging in the red this morning, and people go, oh, wow, yeah, banging in the red. I like that. What does it mean? <laughs> What does it all mean? Like life, what does it mean? We're gonna take a break and see if we can figure this out. It's <laughs> it's it's six Bye. it's six seventeen. Now this isn't gonna work. Okay, this is gonna be a great morning. Oh, gonna be a great morning. It is gonna be a great morning. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I am B. She is S. It is six twenty. Gonna be a decent day today. High is gonna be in the fifties. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, gotta do this. Our days are getting numbered. Salvation Army bell ringers, when you hear that bell, when you're out and about today, Schnooks, many other places, Deerberg's, Wally World, put some money in the kettle. If you don't have any cash on you, there should be a sign above the kettle, which uh, has some codes on, some QR codes, and you should be able to just scan one or take a picture of the other one or get it into your phone and make a donation online that way. Yesterday, and even if you don't have the app, it'll still, if your phone recognizes the QR code, it'll automatically bring up processing. Yes, yesterday Shelly and I uh, were honored to be invited guests for the It was an honor. the Pepsi Bell Ringing Challenge which is on the campus of Lindenwood and it's sponsored by Pepsi and it's uh, you know I have to be honest with you Shelly I was thoroughly impressed with how many students showed up yesterday. They had a ton of students there. Yeah, they did. It was it was Marvelous. We're in an auditorium, uh, and matter of fact, in that new library building. Boy, that's a beautiful building. Um, it's gorgeous. Anyway, the the auditorium. I don't think there were, but like maybe you know four or five empty seats in the place, and there were people standing as well too. Essentially, what they did was last year, uh, for the first time, they actually had an on ringing. Uh, a bell ringing challenge where they had various groups. They had some fraternities uh, and they had uh, some athletic organizations. And then they just had some general student organizations. They all had kettles and they had different spots on campus that they rang the bell and they did it for what they say two days last year. Was that what they did? They did it for two days yeah. and they, um, they, it was also a partnership with PepsiCo. Right. I think I just mentioned that Shelly. <laughs> I didn't hear that because I was thinking he didn't mention Pepsi. I did. I called it the Pepsi Bell Ringing Challenge. I oh, mean, well, that doesn't mean that they know that Pepsi was part of it. Oh, okay. So like uh, the Edward Jones Dome, that doesn't mean that Edward Jones sponsored the dome? 
You are just <laughs> well. Think about it for a minute. Today. If if you say it's like the the the, the Shelley Bar Memorial Tree, you know that means that <laughs> Shelley Bar sponsored the tree, or are are paid for the tree, or paid to have Allen's come and trim it, or something like that. You know, I mean, you know, that's what it is. Anyway, going back to the point of it is they did. As we continue, yes. I digress. <laughs> oh, by by the way, Shelley, did I mention that Pepsi was involved with it? Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, it was a lovely, lovely event, and um, they raised. What did they raise, Brad? Did they raise two thousand or four thousand? Uh, I mean, combined as a, as a. I think it was. A, I was Lindenwood. like. I think it was thirty six, thirty seven hundred dollars they raised total, and that was for yes. two days. This year they're doing it for five days. Oh, I don't know days. what it was. I- Write it down. Five days, and then next year they're going to be back at it again. And you know, and and really was great to see. Uh, you hear so much. You know, I mean, you know, I guess it's maybe because of the fact that uh, the boomers are like always chastising the whatever they are, the millennials or the X's or the Y's or the Z's, whatever they are. Uh, you know, the the college age kids, the eighteen, uh, you know, the eighteen to thirty year olds. Now, uh, man, there was a lot of enthusiasm in this room, in that room, and they were really into it. Uh, and uh, we had Colonel uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jennings give. I mean, that guy is such a good speaker isn't he i mean he's yes he really is and even when you talk to him offline oh no he's great he's just a phenomenal good soul he really is and then we had uh, we had uh, major and you know here we go again i do not know why i want to call him major armstrong i mean because maybe because major armstrong invented fm radio that's what we're on right now but uh i can't i have this mental block with his name is that weird or what Major Aho? No, 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 no. Major no. Ferguson? Yes. I want to call him Major Armstrong for some crazy reason. I don't know. I always want to call him Major Armstrong. I've Maybe done that before. Because you're crazy? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, a lot of good stuff went on yesterday. It was good to see. It was It was lovely. It, was good it to, really was. It was good to be back and on campus. And those chairs were wonderful. Oh, my God. It was super comfortable. And then I showed everybody, and nobody believed me, I showed everybody about how uh, years and years and years and years ago, Lindenwood bought Highway 94. And had the highway department move it because it, the the old Highway 94 actually runs through campus now. And matter of fact, the library is on the other side of 94. That's why they did that. They bought that. They they moved the uh, they moved uh, uh, 94 um, to I guess it would be to the east. And the old 94 actually still runs right through the through the campus there. And I didn't believe him. And I showed I you where it was. BS. And I went, there it is right there, and the bank. And matter of fact, the bank used to be right on highway. They, they own the bank now. I don't know what's in there. Uh, but they, they don't own the auto zone. And that, the story about that is they keep trying to buy <laughs> yeah, the auto they zone. Don't. And that's the only reason why I knew <laughs> that he was not, not yeah. fibbing. And auto zone won't sell. So anyway, it was nice. It was good to be back on campus. I'm an, uh, a Lindenwood grad, although I went there during the bad time. And you know the story. We talked. Did we talk about this yesterday about how uh, the... Uh, newly formed way back when the newly formed St. Charles Community College District was offered the Lindenwood campus for a dollar and they turned it down. Why would you do that? I guess they were so, you know, we're going to build a new campus. We're going to build all sorts of stuff new. It's going to be they all really new. They wanted to turn that um, Skakaka into a uh, into a university. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they started <laughs> building all the housing around there. <laughs> No, that's not the reason. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so they built the houses around St. Charles Community College for students? I don't think the no, students... No, they've do. got lofts. They've got loft areas on both sides of the campus. Loft areas? Yeah. No, they don't. 
Well, Brad, they I'm, do too. I'm calling BS on you. There's no lofts there. The lofts are all down in Washington, down in the city. You can't have, that's, that's a Missouri state law. You can't have lofts outside of a historic district. Well, they're calling them lofts, oh, so they're that, right across that's, the that's street illegal too. They're gonna, from the campus. They're going to get in trouble with the Patent and Trademark Office. And then Brian Richards is going to come and, and, and send him a nasty letter. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, it's 627. 104.5 KSLQ. What a great song that is. Sarah Bareilles, I Choose You. Sort of reminds me of the selection process we went through to uh, put this show together. Um, we had, uh, what, uh, 3,652 people apply for the job, you know, and we rated their qualifications. And Shelly came in 3,122nd, but we chose her anyway. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> I'm so excited that I, I was able to bypass all those um, those they just needed to disengage their suction cups where you were where you were concerned, and you chose the right one. Disengage their suction cups? What? The? You know how people sit there and suck up to the boss? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, what in the world are you talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Disengage you Shelly, you know suction cups. <laughs> like, are you like Spider Man going to climb up the side of buildings with those suction cup things or stuff with like that? With my spidey fingers? Yeah, like that guy climbed up climbed up the side of the arch. Remember that? The guy that climbed up the side of the arch used those things. Yeah, didn't he die? No, well, there's a couple guys. There's at least one guy that died. God, that was bizarre, too. Uh, the guy that, that died parachuted onto the top of the arch, and he had two parachutes. And the deal was he was going to parachute onto the top of the arch, and then, you know, hey, look at me. I'm up here in the top of the arch. And then he was going to, you know, uh, jump off the arch and pull the second chute. Well, the problem was when he hit the top of the arch, and he did. He got on the top of the arch right on the top. But the problem was he didn't. He couldn't control his chute. And the chute pulled him off of the the arch, and uh, uh, you know, and I don't. I think he because he what he was going to do is he was going to cut the first chute off, or at, least, or at least take the first chute off, and then uh, he couldn't uh, get it off, and the wind blew him off, and he tried to hit the second chute, but it wouldn't open because it got tangled up in the first, and he made a hard impact with the arch surface, which wasn't good. So yeah, he passed away. But the, the law of unintended consequences. Well, you know, that, that was to the point where my guy, and matter of fact, it was funny because uh, uh, good old Patrick, uh, not uh, Patrick, I don't know, give his real name, uh, Captain Mac, um, was at the time, I was doing my traffic network thing, and we had the 39th floor. We had the entire 39th floor of the Metropolitan Square building downtown. And Captain Mac and a guy who worked for me for several years by the name of Dave Walters would go down there in the morning. And it was cool because you could walk around the building and you could see for miles. You could see the airport. Well, you couldn't quite see the airport. You could see planes landing. There was a ridge there that blocked the actual airport. But you could see the planes landing at Lambert. You could see from that from that vantage point up there, you could see the Chain of Rocks Bridge to the north which is up there in North County, and you could see the JB Bridge to the south. Honest to goodness, you could see the bridges from up there. Anyway, one morning, um, I think it was Captain Mac called me, and he says, Brad, there's a guy walking around on top of the arch. I'm going, what? <laughs> you know, this is when they were on the air, and he was on WIL. And, 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 I, and I said, are you sure? He says, yeah, there's a guy on top of the arch. We can, we can see him because they have binoculars. I go, well, maybe he's up there. You know, there's an aircraft, you know, an obstruction light up there. Maybe he's, you know, no, 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 he's walking around. He looks like some guy, and he looks like he's got like a backpack. I think he's got a parachute on. I'm going, get out of here. So 
I said, well, go ahead and talk about it on the air. So we talked about it on the air in WIL, and people at first thought he was was kidding. There's nobody on top of the arch. And then, you know, because this was still dark, and this was like, you know, probably right about a time like now where it's not quite, you know, the sun's coming up, but there's not enough sun where you can really see things, you know what I mean, to the point where, you know, give us another 20 minutes and it'll be pretty bright outside. So they're talking about this on the air, and he jumps off the arch and pops the parachute, and they nailed him. Well, the only the only interesting thing was he thought he was going to be able to give a, get away, but people who were listening to WIL, one of the park rangers was uh, driving in and listening to Captain Mack and going like, okay, what's the guy doing on top of our arch? And so they were waiting for him. So when he jumped, they were down there waiting for him. And now the interesting thing was that they How did, did he get up there? No, he suction cupped his way up the side. Oh, he did suction cup yes. way up the yeah. side. Honest to God, he had those. Wow! If you ever seen those guys, if you ever seen them put in glass, uh, the glass guys have a special. It's a big yeah, monstrous suction cup yeah, with it's like, like a got a, like an high. A hydraulic. Well, it's it's a lever like kind of snap. thing. Yeah, you know, what they do is they they you know they yeah. pull the thing you know and and then it's like a handle, so it yeah. suction cups onto you know the surface and then you release it. So that's how we went up the side of the arch. He did like he put one suction cup up, you know, and then and then he you know w- then moved another one and then he took the other one and released that one. I mean, he might have had three. I can't remember how he did it, but he suction cupped his way up the did side of the arch. Cu- did he have one on his legs? No, no, no. He just, he just like, you know, he, he. So he just sat there and did that. That that took a lot of body strength. Well, yeah, yeah. And and when he and what he would do is was as as he would put the suction cups up, then he would use one as a foothold and one as a handhold. I think he had three. Now that I think about it, so he 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 originally started in the bottom. He put two of them on there. So he put you know he he grabbed one with his hand and he grabbed one you know with his foot. So he was like you know you know standing on the side because at the bottom of the arch it's almost vertical. You know, so then you start as you yeah, go up, it, it starts to go curve and then up. Obviously at the top you're horizontal and. Um, um, that's what he did. He'd release one of the suction cups and he'd move it, and then he'd move his hands and his feet, and then he'd just keep, you know, pre, you know, uh, re, you know, uh, repeating that procedure, and he got all the way up to the top. <laughs> and, but what was the interesting thing was when I gave Captain Mack all sorts of grief about this when they did the 50th anniversary of Channel Five, he was in the promo. Because, he was. Yes, because they came and interviewed he him. He being Captain Mac oh, or he being the well, suction cup dude? No, 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 Captain Mac, because of the fact that oh, they, they turned into, after that happened, we had people, we had news organizations from all over the world, and I'm not exaggerating this. This was to the point where Captain Mac probably did, I don't know, 30, 40 different interviews. There were there were actually, uh, you know, he was on Channel 5, and then the Channel 4 people showed up and interviewed him, and then a couple, I think a, a, a national news crew came into town, NBC or CBS, one of those came in and did an interview with him. And then he did a bunch of different phone interviews, which were for other radio stations. He was actually on all sorts of radio stations around the country. Hey, we're going to check in with this traffic reporter from St. Louis who actually watched this guy jump off the arch. And he told the whole story. And then he had newspapers call him from all over the world. And, you know, and, and, you know, like, is this possible? How did the guy do it? It was pretty interesting. And I think. That really is interesting. The guy got arrested, and and it's a federal charge. It's not a. It's it's not a. You know, it's it's something you don't want to have on your record because it's like it's like I think it's like like a class three felony or something like that because they charge him with you know a bunch of things. They charge him with uh, uh, you know uh, trespassing, and they charge him with uh, uh, you know uh, uh, you know uh, uh, you know destruction of property, even though he didn't do anything. You know, I mean, they're saying, well, you you use those suction cup devices which damaged the side of. 
the arch. I'm thinking to myself, okay, if that's what damaged the side of the arch, it shouldn't still be standing anymore, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so anyway, it was interesting. Every once in a while, uh, I'll see him on Facebook, and I'll, you know, shoot him a line about, like, hey, see anybody drop off the arch lately? You know? But it oh, was, that's funny. And it wasn't even the Slimer Brothers. That is so cool. Yeah, well, you know, time gone by. But, you know, it's one of those things. And, 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 and you know, it's interesting. We all live here, and we take for granted. I saw on one of these forums the other day a guy, you know, say, "Is it legal to fly through the arch?" You know, <laughs> didn't you and Alan Barklage do that? I never threw. I flew. It was weird. I didn't fly through it because what we did was uh, when I was still flying, Channel Five wanted to do a promo, um, and we got special permission and. Uh, we had a camera ship that was like following us around. And one of the things we did, because we were actually that day, we were flying in the Channel 5 helicopter, and we flew sideways up to the legs of the arch where we were in the middle of the arch, but we didn't actually fly through it. So in other words, we were like, you know, between the legs of the arch, and then we stopped, but we did it sideways. In other words, we were flying sideways from uh, the depressed section, and the, the camera ship was like, you know, coming at us. In other words, they had this picture of us flying sideways to the, uh, the center of the arch, and then we stopped. And then uh, we, uh, you know, flew away from there. We didn't actually fly through it. And, you know, that's one of those things where if you've ever heard the term. Sideways. <laughs> yeah. So you meant sideways, but you were still horizontal. Yeah. But in other words. Not we, sideways. Well, you were literally like sideways. No. But, what you know, because in a helicopter, you can fly, you know, backwards, forwards, left, right, you know, up, down. You know, you can do all sorts of crazy fight, things. Fight, fight. Yes. <laughs> listen to you. Uh, but what was interesting was, um, you've ever heard the, the saying, flying by the seat of your pants? Yes. Okay. It was probably one of the most uncomfortable feelings I had because when you normally feel acceleration and deceleration, it's normally in a forward an, or a reverse situation. Like if you're in a roller coaster, um, you know, and like like the one roller coaster that reverses at Six Flags, you know, you feel the yeah, forward yeah, you know, acceleration, the one. rearward acceleration. It was weird to fly sideways. And it puts you, and it puts, and this is going to sound weird, and I don't mean to sound like weird, weird, but it puts different parts of your butt closer to the seat, if that makes any sense. And, yeah, I'm sure it does. And it's, 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 it's a, a um, I shall we say, it's a disarming feeling because of the fact that you don't normally feel, when you're in a moving object, you don't normally feel pressure on one side of your butt, unless you're maybe going around a corner super, 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 super fast. Get what I'm saying? It just yeah, I do. And I literally, do. it literally after that day, I thought to myself, okay, now I totally understand when they say flying by the seat of your pants is that you're, and that's a term from the old aviation that you could feel which direction you were turning by how your butt felt in the seat. Does that make any or sense? The seats closer together, like they were, they were thinner. No, it didn't have any, really anything to do with how thin or thick the seats were. It's just as how oh. the, the, the gravitational pull, you know, from the acceleration or deceleration, whatever, is, is impacting your butt on the seat. That's what it is, you know. I see. Yeah. <laughs> as she's, as Thank she you picked for up, that, that description, <laughs> yeah, Brad. Never mind. We are, I'm, uh, we I'm are, not fuzzy anymore. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, 
Really? Oh, we're really way behind. It's 648. Westplex 107.1. How do you? I like the way that ends. Good morning to you. It is Westplex 1071, the radio station. Uh, the domain name is westplex1071.com. Our show name is, our, our, our website is bsinthemorning.show. And she's B, that's Brad, and I'm Shelly. Simple as that, right? That's pretty much the way it goes. That's, that's how we roll around that's here. That's how we roll. It's going to be a nice day already. It's above freezing, if you can believe that, which it hasn't been this time in the morning, last couple of mornings. So a decent day. Uh, high could even hit as high as 50 degrees, right at the 50-51 mark. Right now we're at 34. So it should be a decent day. Lots of stuff going on. I listened to the congressional hearings again yesterday. They were running late last night. They uh, God, they were... Uh, I was listening to it at 7 o'clock, so that would have been, what, 8 o'clock in D.C. I'm telling you, it's getting to the point where, and, and I'm not, because I'm not a political junkie, to a certain extent I am, but it's just one of those things that I think you should be informed about your government and know at least what's going on. This is, like, out of control. I mean, it's the same. What, the impeachment? No, they just keep saying the same stuff. Last night it was, you had one of the Democratic representatives tell about how Trump was a scumbum and how, you know, he should be thrown out of office. And then you have the Republicans on there saying how he's a great guy and he never kicked the dog. And, and then the Democrats came on and <laughs> talked about how he, you know, he pulled the, the wings off of butterflies and he was a kid. And then the Republicans will come on there and tell you that, uh, you know, he helps little old ladies across the street. And it's like, okay, do we just need to keep talking about this? Like, you know, just say, okay, let's have a vote. You know, it would be like it would be like me saying, Shelly, we're going to, you know, decide, uh, you know, if we're going, you know, if we're going to do an extra ten minutes of the show today, and uh, I want to get together with you for three hours and discuss this, uh, you know, because of the fact that uh, you know, doing an extra ten minutes of the show, uh, we we need to really discuss this and really weigh all the options. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we just say, hey, Shelly, you want to do an extra ten minutes? Yeah, fine. Okay, fine, we'll do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do know. Considering you can't handle me for three. No, but hours. it's just to the point where this. Which whole... is why we are on from eight, uh, six to eight. No, that you're off the track there. But the whole parliamentary procedure deal, and you know, the, and the the gentlewoman. I am off track because I'm I'm done talking about it. You're done talking about it. I mean, seriously, nothing has changed. Well, the, the, it's all the same. I, the, what, nothing the, has changed. One They're of the things... still after the man. They're still ready to. You know, take him down. Nothing's changed in weeks, just like you said. Well, one of the things last night, you know, and, and one of the guys actually stood up. I mean, this is one of the, the congressmen. And, you know, they introduced him as the gentle person from or the gentle man from. You can't say gentle man anymore. It has to be, you know, a, you know, or no, they still do that. They the, the Congress is still uh, sexually discriminatory because they still call him gentle man and gentle woman. Shouldn't it be gentle person? That's what it is. Anyway, um, he stood up and they introduced him. <laughs> but and, yet I digress. <laughs> yes. And he said, I got hairy legs that turn blonde in the sun. I thought, who cares, right? <laughs> I thought that was me. <laughs> so you, you're you saying that Joe Biden is um, represents a lot of different people? <sighs> it's just... You know, he, he keeps saying, I mean, if, if you follow him from day to day, every day he says something bizarre. And once again, I'm thinking to myself, okay, for entertainment you know, reasons, the best matchup is Trump and Biden. I mean, can you see them in a debate? I mean, come on, you know, I mean, it would be like, it would be like better than Saturday Night Live. It would be better than, than a Saturday Night Live skit. 
You know what I mean? I mean, it's one of those things where where comedy makes fun of you know people and 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 enhances their idiosyncrasies and you know all this, you know, the different characteristics they have. But it would be even funnier when they're doing it and it's really them and they're doing goofy stuff. You know, if you heard if you heard Trump the other night, he makes this campaign stop or whatever he's doing. He's the rally or something like that. And he's talking about the two FBI agents, you know, that were like having the affair when they were texting back and forth. Was it Strzok and what's her name? Page or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know, I, I really don't. OK, well, anyway, there was these two FBI agents that are investigating him who were they got their texts. And they were both married, and they were having an affair, and they would send salacious texts back and forth, but they would also comment about Trump, and he was making fun of him. And he was doing like, oh, and then Lisa sent something to Peter. Oh, I'm going like, this is our president? This is like so bizarre. I mean, it was, in one respect, it was like funny, in the other respect, it was like, okay, can you imagine what the people around the world, you know, uh, are thinking of like, okay, what happened in the United States? Because normally, you know, the president's quite honestly sort of a boring guy, you know? I mean, like like Obama. Our president's not a boring guy. No, I'm saying most presidents are. Obama was oh, boring, yeah. you know, because of the fact yeah, that, you know, he, he always read boring. from the teleprompter and, and Bush was boring and Clayton, uh, Clinton was eh, a little bit not, you know, a little bit more fun. Clinton was not boring. Well, but he was in a respect. His escapades were not. Boring. Well, yeah, but but when he spoke, he he was he he, he, he was very eloquent. No, he gets into that political speak. You know what I mean? It's like it's like one of the things that we always try to do in in the radio business is we try to come across a good radio person, a good personality on the radio comes across as a human being, somebody that you can identify with, somebody that sounds like they're talking to you, somebody that sounds like they're sitting across a table. You know, at at you know at dinner. Are you sitting next to them, you know, at a bar? Are you, you know, you're at a, a, you know, a party or something like that, and you're just talking about stuff, you know? No stilted. And my, I, I vision for the future is a world where there's no mice in your house, you know, none of that kind of crap, you know? I mean, you know, but uh, the, and that's the the one thing that I always think is Trump is because you're thinking like, okay. That's the way this guy is. This is not, you know, this guy's not a phony. He, I mean, at least, you know, at least he's, you know, he may be a phony phony, uh, you know, about some things, but he comes off as a real person. Simple as that. So does the guy over at Freddy's. <laughs> You know, here's Shelly. We're playing a game of softball, okay? And Shelly throws me the rainbow, and I grab my bat and... Yes, number 290 orders now. Please guess number 290. (laughs) (laughs) We're way behind. 703. Westplex 107.1. I like that song. Um, Shelly, your opinion? I do, I do like that song. Shelly's got to think about it for a minute. <laughs> yes, I do have to process some things when you speak. Yeah, Shelly's like an old 286 computer. A Zenith 286 <laughs> PC? No, no, one of the original PCs, 8088 chip. Uh, 708. That was a, an original PC. Because no. That's the first computer that I worked on, a Zenith 246. Is it 226 or 246? Zenith PC workstation. Wow, yeah. listen to Shelly. Uh, 708, good morning. It is a Thursday morning. Hard to believe that, um, you know, it's hard to believe that next week is the last week before the holidays. 
Can you believe that? I mean, on one hand, it's sitting there and it's 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 going like a house of fire, and then on the other hand, it's it's uh, like never ending. Well, I think that I had this discussion the other day with somebody, and they thought I was being a jerk about this, but um, I guess it's called what do you call it? Uh, vacation creep. Because of the fact that, like, what happened before when we had, uh, you know, with Thanksgiving, okay? So a lot of people got that Friday off, okay? So you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And people were closing their businesses at noon on Wednesday. I'm going like, okay, hold on a minute. You're going to get four days off. You can't work a full day on Wednesday? Come on! You know what I mean? Yeah, but when you're open, you know, throughout the entire year and don't close your store... Four days is worth it for the employees um, and, and, for, and for the owner. I, I get it, but, but but then why do you have to have four and a half days? You know, then pretty soon people Because go then like, you have to get ready for the next day. Oh, but, but then pretty soon people, well, you know, let's, you know we're going to give people the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Friday the after Thanksgiving off. It's like, okay, so why don't you just give the whole week off? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Give the whole week off. No, because you have to stop in and you have to make sure everything's okay. You have to give people time to come in and and, and uh, you know see what you the wares you have. Maybe I'm not talking about retail. I'm just talking about businesses that just shut down. I mean, like one of the things that we oh have, yeah they do. One of the things that we have is is that a lot of times, uh, you know, we try to do some work over the holidays, improving you know technical aspects. I can never get anything. You know, I mean, everybody's shut down. It's because all of your stuff breaks, like the the Tuesday. Well, before the Wednesday holiday. Yeah, it's one of those things. But it's one of those things that's frustrating for me because of the fact that what I, I once again vacation creep. Okay, if you get four days I off, like street creep. Yeah, if you get four days off, why do you have to get a half day off on Wednesday? You know, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like God. It's like don't talk to the, the teachers about that kind of stuff because you know if they get like ballistic if you say something. Well, why do you need? Well, well, you you've never done our job. You you don't know what it's like to be in front of those students. Well, you know we need two weeks off for the Christmas holidays. Okay, so what do you do? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like I told the story a long time ago about one of my teacher friends who uh, told me the story about how she was so dedicated to her students and she would do anything for her students and you know no matter what and and you know and and her life revolved around her students and i said okay so so in other words you're telling me that that whatever it took if you could help your students learn more and faster and become more knowledgeable you would do that she says oh yeah of course i said okay a a survey comes out and says that students will learn more and retain their knowledge better if they go to school six days a week so monday through saturday she says i'd quit (laughs) <laughs> I'm going like, okay, here you give me this long story about how you'll do anything for your students. And she says, well, I didn't sign up for weekends. I'm a teacher. We don't work weekends. We get Friday and Saturday. We get Saturday and Sunday off. You know, we get holidays off. You know, we, we get the summer off. Okay, so let's say the, 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 the survey came out and it was year-round school that you should go to school 50 weeks out of the year. Oh, my God, I would find something else to do with my life. <laughs> Just Have you ever been around a gaggle of children? Gag, but Shelly, once again, you know, here's the thing. I think that they are angels, Shelly, for what they do. Shelly, here's the here's the, here's my issue. Okay, I know what your issue if, is, if but you, I still think okay. that they're angels, and any time okay. that they get off, I think they deserve it. Okay, if you decide you want to be a police officer 
and you become a police officer, and then let's say you're a police officer for like a year, and you get in a situation where you know you break up a bank robbery, and the bank robber shoot at you, and you say, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm a police officer. I never thought people would be shooting at me. I'm not going to take this job. You know going in what you got. You know going in that, that the pay's not the greatest to be a school teacher. You know going in that, that you're going to have, if you're teaching like young kids, you're gonna, you know, they're going to drive you nuts. If you're teaching you know, middle school and, 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 and high school kids, the hormones are zinging and they're going to get weird and they're going to be trying to vape in the bathroom and stuff like that. I mean, you know that going in. You know, once again, it's like, okay, so. so I understand that, Brad. But so, so here, here's. You know, a lot of teachers still work on the weekends. They just don't get compensated for uh-huh. it. Oh, don't give me that stuff. Here we they go. They absolutely again. do. That's... They have lessons plans. Oh. They have tests to grade. They have homework to grade. Ladies and gentlemen, they sit there and have to come up with all this. Ladies and gentlemen, things to entertain and teach at the same time. Our children, who we get a break from for eight hours a day. Ladies and gentlemen, once upon a time, we decided to name this show BS in the Morning. Shelly has just given the perfect example of BS. <laughs> that is not true. Just because BS. we disagree BS. doesn't mean that I'm not right. B- <laughs> BS. BS. So that's, that's like saying, you know, a guy becomes a carpenter and then he goes, you know, I, I, I don't know if I li- really like this job. There's a lot of sawdust. You know, it's like, okay, guess what? You're going to be a carpenter. You know, or I, I don't like using a hammer. All that noise. I don't know if I want to do this. See, here's why I'm saying. Here, I've got the solution to the whole situation. If you go to school to become a teacher, your very first semester, student teaching. <laughs> Put them in the classroom right from the get-go and then say, okay, you sure you want to go ahead with this education? And then they'll go, no, I'm out of here. See you, bye. What do you think? Well, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. And hey. then they could do something else, like come back as a substitute and <laughs> <laughs> get a little spurts. <laughs> we have to take a break. It's 7.15. Westplex 107.1. Don't go breaking my heart. 7.18. It is a Thursday morning. Hard to believe it's Thursday. It's BS in the morning. She is Shelly. I'm Brad. I get that right? Yes, you did. I think I got it backwards. I think she's Brad and I'm Shelly. Our website is bsthemorning.show. It doesn't matter. We're interchangeable like that sometimes. I don't know about that. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Okay. I started to tell the story yesterday. You want me to tell the the the, uh, the, the strip club story? And this is not the a... The story? Well, okay. Here's the setup. Once upon a time, uh, I ran a lighting company. And we had these special lights. It's called Sky Tracker lights. We did grand openings. It was special kind of search lights. And we got pretty busy with them, and they were very, very popular. And, um, you know, we did, you know, car car dealerships, grand openings. We did, sometimes we actually did business, you know, you know like a birthday parties. We actually did a party. This guy hired his, uh, guy, what was his name? It's like something Rexford. He used to write a post-dispatch article. Every year he would do Elvis's Still Dead party. He would have a party on the, the the date of the death of Elvis, and it was he had an Elvis impersonator, and it was the Elvis is still um, you know dead party. It was sort of funny. Anyway, we got hired by the Sage people, and they, at the time they were opening up a new strip club over there. I think it was called Platinum or something like that. And you know the deal was I'd deal with the their office over there, and they said, hey, you know the night of the event, you know there was a grand opening, and the night of the event, show up and. When you get there, ask for Mike, the manager, and he will he will show you you know where you want the light set up and all that kind of stuff. Okay, fine. So I pull up, 
It's Friday night, I think Friday, Saturday night. I pull up, you know, it's already like eight o'clock at night because they want to run from like 10 to like, or like nine to like two in the morning. And I show up and, uh, you know, you know, park the truck outside, walk in, ask for Mike. Mike comes out and he, hey man, I know you. We went to high school together. And I did. I remember him. Oh, yeah, right, cool. So, you know, I explained to him, you know, he told me where he wanted the light and the whole bit. And he says, hey, he says, you, wanna, you want me to give you a tour of the place? He says, and it was really, you know, new and, you know, brand new and really fancy. And I go, yeah, sure. So this comes under the heading of when you have a job, sometimes you become sort of immune to what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, I do. You know, to the point where, like, if you work at a restaurant, you know, you take for granted that the guys are back in the back cooking and, you know, and there's somebody back there washing the dishes and, you know, and, and there's a big storeroom in back and there's a freezer in back. And, you know, you just get to the point where, hey, that's just where I work. And you get very comfortable because that's what you do. So he's giving me the tour and we go through the front door and he shows me the bar and he shows me the area where the where the, the you know, where the dancers dance on the on, you know, you know, the pole and the whole bit. So then he takes me, you know, Were and, you immune to that. Well, no, no, but there was, but there was nobody dancing at the time. The club was, but so wait to hear the rest of this. So, I'm sorry, go on. So he's taken me. Then he's taken <laughs> I'm me. Being immune to he's you, taken me. On. He's taken me back through the kitchen because he wants to show, wants me to show how nice of a kitchen they have. Because you know he talks about like, hey, he says you know a lot of people don't realize that we've well, got really good food and you know a couple cooks back there and the stuff did look good, you know, and the kitchen was big and beautiful and clean and you know it was nice. So we're going back all these hallways and he says, hey, here's the storage area, you know. So then we go back. We're started making our tour around the building and then we go into this room and he opens up the door and it's the dressing room for the girls okay <laughs> and how do i put this nice that you go to a strip club and they don't wear much okay so we we walk in the dressing room and they're probably i don't know six seven women in there and most of them are completely naked and he walks in, and at first he opens the door, and I went, oh, like, sort of like that. You know, I'm going like, you know, because I'm going like, there's a room with naked women in there. You know, and he walks into the room, like, you know, like he owns the place, and he started does because he's a manager, and he's going like, you know, and the women are going, hey, Mike, how you doing? You know, and he's walking me through this, and I'm sort of looking around, you know, and 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 he says, hey, you know, this is this is a guy with the searchlight out front. We're doing a big event tonight, big searchlight, you know. Oh, hey, hi, how are you? You know, so we walk through this room, and we go outside, and he looks at me, and he goes, oh, you probably weren't prepared for that, were you? And I go, no, I wasn't, you know, because it's sort of like, you know, you walk into something, and when you're there, it's like you totally did didn't expect it. You know what I'm saying? I I walk into that every day. Well, <laughs> you don't walk into a room with naked men in it. You know, I mean, or, no, or maybe you do. No, but I walk into something completely unexpected. Well, it's just, you know, I mean. But it, I get what you're saying. And I could see you <laughs> with your ears red and your face was, red and you're, you're like. Well, it was it was somewhat embarrassing. Like it was some, Well, it was somewhat embarrassing because you know, I mean, think about it for a minute. If you walk, Brad, I mean, they're naked for a living. I get it, and that's what's that's what makes it different. You know, the idea being, if I would have walked into, you know, if, if a guy would have been, you know, walking me around at, you know, at, at 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 Nordstrom, you know, and I walked into the ladies' dressing room and there are a bunch of women there, you know, they're oh my god, you know, that kind of a thing, you know. But this was like, and it was so funny because here's a guy. This is what he does for a living, you know, and it's like, you know, hey, you know, here's, you know, here's the, here's where all the naked ladies are. Yep. Yep. That's right. They're all naked in here. You know, I mean, to him, it was like no big deal. That's what he did every day or every night. You know, you know what I'm saying? 
I do know what you're saying. It's sort of like you being... You know that when I was born, my daddy was the manager of the Playboy Club? I know that, but but the point being, it's sort of like, you know, if you are, and let's say you're, uh, you're Clint Eastwood, and you walk into a room, and Robert De Niro is there, okay? You, for you, it's like, hey, Bob, how you doing? For you and me, if we walked into the room, and Clint Eastwood is there, you go, oh my God, that's Clint Eastwood. You know what I'm saying? It's a totally different yeah. situation, because you, you're not, you know, you're not normally accustomed to walking into a room and having a movie star there. You know, that kind of a thing. You know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my story. That was a good story. <laughs> and you know what? The story before that was good as well. <laughs> yeah, right. It was. <laughs> it really, with, really was. It with the really naked, was entertaining. Me, me going through the dressing room of a strip club, right? <laughs> it's... Well, I, I can see you being bashful. Well, I actually it can see It just that. took me by surprise. You know, once again, it's to the point where it's like, you know, open the door and there's a bunch of naked ladies there and you're just going to walk through this room and the naked ladies are like, hey, how you doing? You know, I mean, it's just weird. Hey, we got... Well, how do you think the women uh, sportscasters feel going into the locker room yeah, but they, after a football but game? But the difference is they know what they're going to see. You know, they know that that's what's going to happen. I mean, this was this caught me by surprise. Brad, you were going into a strip club. You had I to didn't realize he realized was, I, but, that you were going to see naked women. But I didn't realize I, he's giving me a tour of the building, you know, and it didn't dawn on me that we were going to go through the, the ladies' dressing room, or shall I say, the ladies' undressing room, you know what I mean? Because that's what they did. Because think about it. They come in in their street clothes, and then they wear practically nothing. So they change, they don't, you know, they don't change, well, I guess they change into their costumes, which is essentially, you know, you know what I mean. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going costume. There. Okay. Uh, 726, <laughs> Westplex 107.1, perfect example of if you play guitar and you're good at it, you can get women. If you play any musical instrument no, and you're good at it, you can get women. There's something about a guitar because John Mayer is not the best looking guy in the world. You ever seen a picture of him? I thought he looked fine. Eh, not the best looking guy in the world, but man, do the women flock to him. I'm telling you. I'm telling That's because he's like Bob Ross, the painter. Now, now, why why didn't my mom tell me stuff like that? Why didn't my mom say when I'm growing up, like, Brad, if you want to attract women, learn how to play the guitar? Don't you think that would have been good advice? I do. <laughs> uh, actually, dr- drummers, um, if they can spin, yeah. They've, I, I was more of a drummer girl than well, a guitar girl. Here's my problem with that. I always wanted to play the drums, okay? And I asked my mom, and no, no, no. And you know why she told me I couldn't play the drums? Why? Because drummers are drug addicts. That's not true. (laughs) That's what she used to say all the time. And back in the day, Buddy Rich, who was like one of the premier uh, drummers, I think I don't think he's no longer with us. uh, She would say, "Look at Buddy Rich. He's you know he's been arrested for 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 narcotics. He's 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 been high. He's high. That's that's what he does when you when you you know you play the drums. You you got to be high to play the drums. That's what she used to tell me." So and you were such a compliant young man. No, I well, you know, to this day, I mean, I, it bothers me and because and then what really bothered me, my brother played the drums, so it was okay for my brother. You know, I guess, you know, I look like I could be potentially the drug addict, and my my brother, <laughs> my my brother couldn't be, you know, because you, you look, <laughs> I, you know, it's one, it was one of those things, you know. I mean, oh, that I, is so you, funny. You know, I, sometimes, sometimes I think back. 
And I've got four kids, and they're all adult kids now, okay? And I think back, and I think to myself, I think I was the world's worst father, you know, because of the fact that, that I, I don't know if I gave them the, you know, the, the you know, I, I, like, for example, my youngest son, I, was, I always told him. I mean, I almost told him this on a daily basis. And I know this sounds like, you know, like sort of new age parenting, but I used to say to him, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. I tell them that all the time. You know, you can do, I used to tell Tiffany that, too. You can do anything because I always tried to encourage my, my kids positively. And like my daughter. I mean, I had three sons and a daughter. And, God, I can remember one time. I, I'll, I'll still never forget this situation where my daughter says to me one day, Dad, can I talk to you about something? She was in high school at the time. And, oh, my God, that was, whew, got myself in trouble in that one. So did you handle it appropriately? Well, it came down to uh, the fact that uh, she was dating a guy, and uh, they'd been dating. Uh, she was a senior at the time. And Are she, you really going to tell her secret? Uh, she doesn't. You know, she doesn't listen. You know, matter of fact, she's like my mom. You know, my mom. I told you the story. My mom. My mom. Yeah, you did. My mom never yeah. listened to the radio. If my if I got if I drove my mom's car when I first started driving, I drove my mom's car. It, the radio was always off. And she would complain that when she drove the car after me, that when she turned on the ignition, the radio was on. She says, you know, I never listen to the radio. Turn that radio off. <laughs> okay, excuse me. And here I go into the radio business. She never listened to me, ever. Anyway, the deal with my, my daughter was, um, one day she comes to me. She's a senior in high school, and it's coming up in prom. And she comes to me, and she says, Dad, can I, I got to ask you something. Can I talk to you about something? Yeah, okay, fine. Um, she tells me her boyfriend. You know, I knew him. And nice guy, liked it, like kid. He was played in basketball team, you know. And and she says, well, you know, he's last couple of years he's been on the homecoming court twice, and last year he was on the prom court, and this year, well, I've got on prom court. I go, really cool, congratulations. And she says, but that's the problem. I go, why is that a problem? And she says, well, blankety blank. I won't say his name because. <laughs> But he might know who he is. Uh, blankety blank, you I know, mean, her boyfriend wants me to resign my position on the prom court. I go, why would he want you to do that? Well, exactly. Well, well, he didn't make it this year. I go, and the problem is, well, he's upset because he wants to. He doesn't. He doesn't think it would be right for him to stand out in the crowd and for me to be up on the stage and do the dance, whatever the heck they did, you know, for the prom court and the whole bit. And I looked at her and I go, okay, so now hold on a minute. So, so twice he was on the homecoming court and you weren't. And what did you do? Well, I stood in the crowd. Okay, fine. And once last year he was in prom court and, you know, when they had the thing with on stage and the one of queening, their queen or whatever you do, the, you know, you put the, you know, the crown on him, whatever the whole deal is, you know. And so what did you do? Well, I stood there in the crowd. Okay. So for three times, you've supported him. Is that correct? And she goes, yeah. And I hesitated a minute. I thought, boy, am I getting myself in trouble in this one? <laughs> I said, okay, so he needs to support you. He needs to say to you, congratulations, Amanda. Or maybe I should just give her real name. Congratulations, Gabrielle. Um, you know, you made it. And, and, you know, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud that you're my girlfriend and you're in the prom court. And she looks at me. And she started cocks her head, and it's like 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. She was processed. Yes. And she says, okay, thanks, and walks away. And I thought to myself, oh, crap. <laughs> what did I do? 
Did and they break up after that? Not too long after that. Yes, they did. That was sort of interesting. So that was, you know, and because once again, I'm going like, I mean, to me, that's like, isn't that sort of like, you know, the, the you know, isn't that the way it should be? You know, I mean, if, if, if you're a couple and, you know, the man does something good, the woman should support him. Hey, I'm proud of you. And vice versa. If the woman does something good, you know, and she gets an award or, you know, or some kind of special recognition, the man should be there essentially saying, you know, hey, I'm proud of you. Thanks. You know, you, you've done a great job. I mean, isn't yes, that? Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't I know. Do. But, you know, when you told, I, it just brings back a little memory. <laughs> Probably not you know, have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it little does. So you used to sit there and tell your son that you can do anything you put your mind to. I did. All of them. Okay. So I always, Tiffany was a cheer, I, a cheer girl. I lived vicariously through her and she wanted to be a flyer on the cheerleading squad. And I always told her, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. So she decided that she was going to be a flyer and she practiced jumping off our Henry Don, our, uh, um, the, the uh, arm of the Henry Don couch we had and falling into it because it was very fluffy. She break it? Uh, no, she did not. It was, it was, it was a, really tough couch but she did that for months and months but she was able to become a flyer because of that well cool and you encouraged her and she was successful at it i mean i mean i mean yeah but i really didn't want her to jump on my henry couch yeah but but, it really didn't matter because she was able to do that and the couch was no less less for wear and anyway so I, i that just brought back a moment well, don't get me going because of the fact that, that, you know, what bothers me to a certain extent about parenting is that so many times it's no, 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 no. You know, you can, can Dad, can I do this? No. You know, Dad, can I put my hand on the, on the, 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 uh, the, the burner, pilot. The, the burner on the stove? No, don't do that. You know, don't, no, don't put your foot in there. You know, no, don't put your, you know, don't, don't, don't put your, your, your tongue on the, uh, on the freezer, uh, you know, compartment. Don't do that. You know what I mean? And to the point where, where I tried to be more positive with my kids now, you know, and I look back and I think to myself, okay. Was I successful? I don't know. You know, I mean, I think you were successful. Eh, I don't know. I'm frustrating, but one of those things. You know, I mean, my my uh, you know my oldest son. Uh-huh. He's uh, you know they all moved away too. Maybe that's an indication. <laughs> they wanted to be as far away from me as possible. We got to take that a break. Has, that is not true. It's take true. that back. It's seven forty-four. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad, and uh, all the uh, wheels have fallen off this morning. <laughs> that's all I can say. Have you had a little stressful time today? I don't know what it is. Technical problems, a computer acting weird on me, stuff like that. You know, we live our lives around computers nowadays. You know how that goes. We do. We really do. I was thinking about that the other day, actually. You You know, I mean, think about, uh, you know, to the point where, think about the younger, you know, like the, the, you know, the the kids are in their teens and 20s nowadays. They've grown up with this. And people of uh, you and my generation have not. And which is sort of interesting is that uh, some of us have adopted quite well. I think, you know, you are uh, very adept at computers and you're very good at social media and things like that, taking pictures, things like that. And there are some people who still to the point where it's like a computer. You mean you really want me to run that? You know what I mean? Who <laughs> are just like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I, to me, it's, it's fascinating to watch little kids 
I mean, like, you know, two, three-year-olds with, like, iPads and iPhones and, and tablets and things like that to the point where it's like, look at them go. You know what I mean? It's just amazing. They've adapted to it so well. And to the, po- to the point where you're thinking, like, okay, you know, the first experience that you and I had with something like that where we were, in, we were adults, and here these kids have grown up with this, and it becomes second nature to them. That's true. And I, I almost wonder what is going to happen to them because everything, I mean, even um, my LBIF's grandson, he, he's four and he knows how to run a tablet. Well, yeah, and most of the kids do. But you ask about what's going to happen to them. You know, I heard something the other day. They talked about that um, around the country, around the world, there's certain countries where the birth rate has gotten to be what they call negative birth rate. In other words, the idea being is that uh, that if uh, things continue on, the the population will actually shrink and not grow. Um, and there was something the other day that talked about there are young couples now who are deciding not to have kids because. They believe that the earth will be destroyed in 20 or 30 years due to climate change, and there will be no earth left for them, and therefore they're not going to have kids. Is that true? I swear I'm not kidding you. Those are the same people who don't give their their kids... not antibiotics, but... Uh, well, I, you know, I mean... Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, you know, to the point where, think about it, in our generation, our generation, like when, you know, my mom and dad had us, you know, they could have easily said, well, we're in the Cold War with these Russians, and you know what? They may drop a nuclear bomb on us, we'll all be dead, so why should we have kids? We don't want to expose our kids to the fact that they could be destroyed by the Russians' nuclear warheads. You know, I mean, it's to the point where, I, you know, I heard that and, and I thought, I was like you at first, I'm going like, yeah, right. People are actually saying they're not going to have kids because they're afraid the earth is going to be gone in 20 years. Or Remember was AOC said that, what's the date she gave? 20, 20, 20, 20, or no, 2020 is next year, 2030, that by 2030, the earth will be dead. You know, I'm going like, I don't know about that. You know, I mean, all the crazy stuff that happened to the, you know, the, you know, and, and once again, the, the point I always make is the fact that, that like, you know, uh, we, human, you know, civilization has just been uh, on the timeline of the earth. We're like, like, you know, like, a, you know, a speck on the timeline, you know. That's true. You know, so who knows? So what, what do you, what is your um, thoughts about people not inoculating their children? I think they should be thrown in jail and they should be forced to uh, hard labor 24 hours a day, seven days a week and never allowed to sleep and then have to watch the Three Stooges reruns all night long. Okay, so clearly you don't have an, uh, an opinion. Okay. Oh, look, it's 759. You asked. That's what you get for asking me that question. That is exactly what I get. I will know better next time. We're going to take our or last not. break. You we'll never be, know. We'll be right back. That's going to do it for BS in the Morning. Don't forget our website is bsinthemorning.show. The station website is westplex1071.com. Any parting words, Shelley? Any words of wisdom on the way out this morning? I just want to tell everybody, just have a good day. It's been a pleasure being on the air with you, and thank you for following us. And it, it's just it's just lovely. And so I just wanted to say thank you. Okay. And, and thank you to you, Brad. Thank you, Shelly. And uh, you want to intro uh, the most uh, famous guy? No, I don't. Not today. <laughs> come on. No. Come on, do it. Hard no. Do it. Nope. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I promise nope. I won't play. I won't play any of the Joe Biden drops. 
Yeah, you. Have, that's a pie crust promise. I, easily made, easily broken. I promise I won't pay, play any of the Joe Biden. I won't. I promise I won't play the Hugh Janus birthday story. Okay, go ahead. Just say, go ahead. I know. I know what you're going to do. Okay, no. so now the most popular man in St. Charles steps up to the microphone and says, "They can't hear me because they're listening to Kids Bop." <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. One of these days I'm going to learn. Probably never, but. Okay. Thank you for that, Brad. Okay. Stop. This is stop. Stop. Stop doing what you're doing. You are such a man child. Everybody have a great day. It's been a slice of heaven as usual. Go ahead, Shelly. Say it one more time. I promise I'll be good this time. Not going to happen. <laughs> now the most important man in St. Charles County steps to the microphone and says...